I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the On The Box podcast, the television show podcast on the Anfield Index podcast channel. Jesus, I just realized how much of a mouthful that is. This week we are going to be covering the blockbuster Westworld. And I have two excellent guests to talk about this show with me. Firstly, the host of the Legends podcast on the Anfield Index podcast channel is Mr. Joey Connors. How are you doing, Joey? I'm doing well, Mr. Tandon. How about yourself? Good, man. But I'm waiting for the next Legends pod. You, you do know this, you know. I have flex some muscles. I, two lo- I know, I know. I have a job. I have two jobs. Um, <laughs> Writing for the pod, comic pod. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I run a business in real life, and then gags makes me write, and then makes me do podcasts. But we do have two lined up. So <laughs> okay, beautiful. And also, we have a debut on the On the Box podcast. Uh, it's Mr. Mike Williams, a freelance writer who's written for the BBC, Yahoo, uh, BuzzFeed, and Shortlist, and can currently be found at Metro. That's quite a list, Mike. Welcome that to the show. That is indeed. <laughs> Welcome, mate. Thank you very much. Nice to, nice to be here. This is your My first, debut. Yeah, your first podcast, I take it, ever? I know. Uh, well, I sort of did I, I sort of did one many, many years ago, and I'd never ventured back, and now you've pulled me back into the fray. So. We'll, count this as yeah. your, we'll count this as the first one. Well, believe yeah. me, it won't be your last one, so I've got my claws in you. <laughs> You're pretty, pretty much ducked. With an F. Exactly. Right. Anyway, <laughs> so that's the intro's done. Um, what we normally do in On The Box, people, is we go through um, the show spoiler-free. So we just talk about what we liked about it and all that good stuff. But firstly, this one, it's a HBO production. And you know what HBO are like. They love to promote these things to hell and back. Um, what did you guys think of the build-up of this? Mike, you, you, you're new. Let's start with you. What did you think of the build-up of this, and what were you expecting from the show? Well, to be honest, I wasn't really sure what to expect from it. I mean, I know it was it was based on a film, Westworld, from, I believe it was the 80s, which I hadn't seen. But I know it is loosely based upon that idea. Um, all I knew was it was Jonathan Nolan writing it. Who was obviously he'd written a lot of Chris uh, Chris Nolan films, Memento, The Prestige, The Dark Knight, 
Um, and it was executively produced by J.J. Abrams, so I had relatively high hopes. And the trailers I'd seen looked really intriguing, interesting, and it, all I knew was the title Westworld, so it was obviously something to do with the Wild West, but I wasn't too sure exactly what it was about, so I really enjoyed that sort of build-up of sort of mystery until the first episode, and it obviously didn't disappoint. Excellent. I, it was actually 1973 for the film, but there were two ah. short-lived series in the 80s. Um, Joey, oh, what did you think then? What were you expecting? Because obviously they build this because they know Game of Thrones is going um, mm-hmm. soon, don't they? So they were, they were billing it as the next big, big thing. Yeah, I think the first time I saw anything about it, um, was actually in an e-weekly magazine. They did a big thing on it, and I didn't hear of it before that. I started reading it, read the article, and you know, I seen the people who were tied with it or tied to it. Anthony Hopkins, um, and basically anything he's in, I'm going to watch. And then Ed, I started seeing Ed trailers. Harris Ed Harris, Ed Harris too. I mean, yeah, brilliant actor. Yeah, and then I saw the trailer, and then I was totally hooked. Um, and I hate westerns. I gags you. <laughs> you hate westerns too. I, I, most- I will speak about that in a minute. Yeah, I hate. Yeah, westerns. so. But I saw science fiction, drama, thriller, mm. and then I was, yep, I was in. Right then and there. Mm. And I, you know, short episodes, only 10 of them. But HBO doesn't swing and miss a whole lot. So I was hooked right away. As soon as I read that article, as soon as I saw the first um, trailer, I was in right off the bat. Yeah, all the names you mentioned, they're fine. Great, great people. Um, I, I always, I'm a nerd. I like Lost. I like Star Trek. I like Star oh, yeah. Wars. J.J. Abrams name was on this Genius. as well so i was Im- immediately just like yep okay this is going to be decent he doesn't normally mm-hmm. do too much shit stuff but like you said the nolans someone someone like that's involved you know straight well, away. exactly yeah i mean because you say the whole lost things you know lost has been i can't remember, I don't know how many years it's been a long time since lost oh. was on and i think tv while tv has obviously gotten a lot better over the years and it's sort of it's definitely matching or even overtaking, obviously, film, because you can explore a lot more. It's basically the first show that has come along that has really replaced Lost for me in terms of the whole oh, intrigue. Wow. And That's a shout. In terms of, yeah, I mean, in terms of obviously being a J.J. Abrams exec produced production, it was something that just hooks you straight away, but also just throws so many questions at you without being able to process or understand what they mean, which is basically what Lost did throughout the whole duration of it, really. You keep asking um, questions, don't you? It's like, wait a minute, what know. does that mean? What, what does that mean? What, what does that but mean? I love it. I mean, I, I didn't even, I mean, the first couple episodes, I didn't even know what was going on. Yeah. But as it, as it unfolds, you gradually pick stuff up and, you know, it does start to make sense. And that's what I do like. But I also like just things being left unexplained and or even right to the end or even never explained until you have to start piece things together yourself and yeah i think that's the first real sort of brain teasing series since lost even though lost essentially didn't really make well i didn't act, none of it really made sense in the end look the end a lot yeah exactly yeah. i loved it, it didn't, as well I mean, it just was i did too end. as well Disappointing, disappointing, and they build everyone yeah. so well, characters so well, and then anyway, this isn't about Lost, so we'll do Lost. We'll, you know what? There you go. I've got him. I'm going to bring him. Back I did ask for it. Lost. I asked Gags for it. <laughs> so we can do Lost again. We can, we can all get him back together for Lost. But Joey, what did you think of um, spoiler free talk? Then, um, what was the best things about this? Without spoiling it for people, what what 
why should they? Because obviously some people do listen to this and then go mm-hmm. and watch shows as well, which is amazing. Um, because, I, you know, they listen to 10 minutes of it and then they go, so this is really important. Try and sell this show to somebody why you enjoyed it. Because I'm going to come with a couple of negatives as well. Um, but go for it. You go first. So, so try to sell the show to people who haven't seen it. Okay. Yes. So, yes. again, if you're into sci-fi, you're going to be into this right away. But two huge concepts in the show are ethics of artificial intelligence and the attainment of consciousness. So that brings a lot of different questions right out in the open. Um, a lot of people, you know, AI could be a detriment to human beings 30, 40 years from now. So it, it depends on what you're into. If you're a guy or, or a girl who likes comedy, you're not going to like this. Um, <laughs> this brings intrigue, though. That's the hugest thing. You know, they sell it with the actors. We already talked about Anthony Hopkins. We talked about Ed Harris. But they really sell this show by just you know the immortality of informatics, things of this nature. So if you're into science, if you're into cybernetics, if you're into anything, I don't want to say geeky because that's the wrong word to use, but <laughs> anything that makes your mind think, this is the show for you. Because it's not a straightforward, you know, the Western plays a part in it, but it really doesn't play any outstanding part in the end. Um, it's really, like I said, it's the, it's the ethics of artificial intelligence. Do you, are you comfortable with playing God? And if you want to play God, and it's not about religion, it's, it, it's just whatever religion you believe in or whatever you believe in, if you believe in a God, are you comfortable with playing God and then creating something? Because here's the problem with it. Yeah, we'll, if you we'll, want to create, we'll, we will come back to this, Joe. You're going to go on your tangent, but that's a, that's a question it, for later. <laughs> but, but I just think you, the, what you said about the Western, it is kind of a Western because whatever the holiday, because what we're going to say is it's, it's pretty much based on a kind of a theme park holiday home type place where people, rich people, maybe that go, you know, to, to spend time. And I mean, it's essentially the, Jurassic Park. park. As a western, the, the westerns are Jurassic Park. Yeah, but I, I don't think I think if you hate westerns, I wouldn't necessarily stay away from it because the west. I mean, I say being set in a western town, there's so much more to it. It's yes. I would say it's more it's that's, sci-fi drama. You're right, and that's um, why I watched it in the end because I, you know what, it would have put me off so bad that these guys weren't, you know, robots. <laughs> Do you get what I mean? But what what yeah. I found of it, I found it slow to start with. Uh, I thought that um, uh, if you're going to watch it for the first time, you, th- this is important. You must stick with it because um, if you're like me, and these guys loved it, so they 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 enjoyed it from the start and off on the off. And, and and Mike's already pointed out that you still don't know what's going on, even though you're three four episodes in, you're still asking loads of questions. But um, they do get answered really well, by the way. So we'll get to that. But um, Three episodes in, I switched off. I actually switched off and I said, I don't want to watch this now. And what brought me back in was the word of mouth on Twitter. That is what got me back in. So basically what I'd say is don't be as impatient as me. <laughs> is what I'd say. But also, I have a question for you both. So Mike, does this, mm-hmm. this, is, this is something that I spoke to Rory about. Uh, Rory's a, a podcaster for us and, and co-host of the Comic Pod. Uh, he, he, he basically asked, does it try to be too clever? Does this show try to be too clever, and could too many plot twists turn off an audience? Well, as you were saying, the first couple episodes, I wasn't sure whether it was just me that really didn't follow anything, and I would put in out a few tweets just to kind of, you know, get a few feelers out there just to see if I was 
not alone and and some people understood the vibe of it some i don't know if i just was reading too much into it and sort of going off on tangents and thinking well how is this happening you know logistic wise obviously i won't get into it i'm too spoilery now but uh, just logistics of it all and how it really worked and i say when and where it was set and there was a lot of questions but um I remember when it was on, I was doing uh, weekly reviews of it, so I sort of had to be watching it, um, but I, I totally agree. The first couple episodes, I would come away from it. I'd come away interested and intrigued by what was going to come up and what was going to happen to the characters and how they were going to evolve, but I didn't feel satisfied that I'd really learn anything. But at the end of the day, it's written by Jonathan Nolan and... I trust him as a writer um, to take us at least somewhere. And bear in mind, it is 10 episodes long. I mean, the final episode was about an hour and a half. And every episode yeah. before that was about an hour. Yeah, so you had over, yeah, end. exactly. You had over 10 hours worth. Um, so if they bought the first couple hours, you had still the eight and a half-ish hours. So it wasn't like you only had like, two or three episodes that potentially wouldn't satisfy your need for finding any sort of resolution. And as I say, as it got, I think, to the halfway point, it did start to really open up. It's when big things start to happen for about four or five episodes in, maybe. But yeah, I would definitely say you have to stay with I it. Think, I think yeah, episode exactly. five was a biggie where you just started to think, okay, things are going on now. And, you know, I, I actually did go back and think, wow, okay, five, you've got me now. I want to know the what thing the is, hell well, it yeah. is. You know, so when, the, when big things do happen, it's, 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 the, the payoff is so worth it. Yeah. You can think, exactly. I didn't really get much out of the first few episodes, but when those things start happening, when the plot develops to that next level, it's like, it's arguably, you know, one of the best shows in years yeah, because of how it pans do that, out. Do they? Some shows just leave you hanging for fucking mm-hmm. 10 episodes. You're like, oh, come on. Joey, what would you <laughs> think then about, about this? Um, do you, do you think it was trying to be too clever? I don't think it was trying to be too clever. I think it, there was so much going on and so many characters, but that's what they were trying to do in the first few episodes is introduce you to everybody. And then they did a fantastic job in the seven, again, that's only seven episodes, but they did a, fan, after the first three, obviously, did a fantastic job of tying it all in. Um, I don't mind a slow burn because I had, and now a lot of that faith is probably because it's an HBO show. So I knew at the end, I'm like, you know what? These guys, like I said mm-hmm. earlier, just don't swing and miss much. So I'm like, yeah, I don't mind it. Introduce me to all the characters. Like I want to know who William, I want to know who Logan is. Tell me more about Teddy and Dolores. Tell me more about the man in black, Teresa, Delos company. Like that, they were trying to really get that stuff across because if you didn't get it across in the beginning and then they just threw that in at the end, I think a lot of people would have been aggravated. So I like the way that they did it. I mean, Jonathan Nolan is really good. Yeah, uh, but again, that's, that's a good point. Not many people will know, or some people just want to watch TV for the sake of it. So they don't have the, the knowledge like you guys have just talked about or we have in terms of who the writers are, who's behind it. They won't have any of this knowledge. So if they're just watching it mm-hmm. as watching TV, some people do. Not everybody's a geek, are they? Um, <laughs> it will take a couple of episodes to get in. So they have to have the patience. But if you're still listening and you haven't seen this show and you want to watch it, I'd, I'd go now because we're going to get into the <laughs> crux of spoiling this. We've done 15 minutes now without, <laughs> without spoiling it. So Joey, are you ready for this? 
Yeah, man. Good man, because yeah, I know you love this. Yeah, so before yeah. we do, though, there is, um, there is something that I read up on this show that um, it's been hailed as the biggest debut uh, HBO show ever, uh, views-wise. It's been watched the most. I think they average 12 million uh, you know, a million viewers, basically. Uh, that is mental. That is mental because Game of Thrones does like that, or maybe just a bit above that. So fifty, maybe fourteen, fifteen million. But to get to twelve in your first year, and to get that type of intrigue, it tells you that they've done something right. Many shows don't get there. Many, many bomb. So um, I don't really want to bring any more stats or facts into it more than that because that's. Pretty. That's a pretty huge deal, Joey. That it's that big in its debut in its debut season. Yeah, I mean that's obviously incredibly impressive. But again, when you have if this show was on TBS, nobody would probably pay it any mind. It's because it has HBO behind it. Anthony Hopkins takes a lot of money for anything he does, and you see him on there, and so you know they're going no holds bar here. It doesn't matter. Everything's on the table. I mean, it was just the show is fantastic. It, it's it's ten episodes of just perfection. I, again, I know people will point out, well, it was a slow burn, but that's it had to be that way. You can't just come out like the end was all guns blazing. If you would have did that in the middle of it, it would have took away from the whole series. This thing was just huge, and it had a build. It, it had a huge build, and then these more trailers, more trailers. I mean, I've been, I remember talking about it with my friends. I don't usually talk to my friends in the United States about TV all that much, which sounds weird to you guys. We usually talk sports here, but we were talking about this show, and I'm like, I can't wait for it. Like, this is, this, I'm pumped for this. So, you know, it comes out in October, and it was just like, okay, like this is what this is what I was looking for. Mad. And uh, Mike, any thoughts on the the, the ratings wise and how many people watch this? I thought I think it's interesting to, to obviously I didn't know that. It was the highest. Was it the highest debut? Did you say? Debut, highest debut on HBO. So that means it did better than Game of Thrones season one. I mean, to be fair with Game of Thrones, even when when that first came out, I don't. I didn't. I mean, I didn't watch it right from the beginning. I caught up, I think, after the first season. And I might be not with a lot of people. If obviously no one really knew what it was about, and obviously people have read the books, but obviously Game of Thrones today is obviously. <laughs> It was sort of a global phenomenon to what it was in the first season. But I also find it interesting that, you know, whether it's a trend of HBO seasons, I found first season of Game of Thrones quite, I mean, apart from a, a few big moments, fairly slow and quite, you know, took a bit of time to get into, I thought. And it's the same sort of build up with Westworld. But I think we're at a different point now, obviously seven, six, seven years on from the beginning of Game of Thrones. TV has really sort of upped its game. I think when you see stuff like True Detective um, really like impressing people and obviously Game of Thrones getting better, I think people are, were expecting something from HBO. And plus, it has got a really good cast. Obviously, you've got Jeffrey Wright, you've got um, James Marsden, Tandy Newton, Evan Rachel Ward, Ed Harris, and obviously Anthony Hopkins sort of spearheading it. It is, as you say, almost like a, it's a film cast over a, a series and i think that is another draw to people just the, the sheer the, the the quality of the cast and where tv is at today 
So no, I guess I'm not su- not surprised that it, it did so well ratings wise. Yeah, fine, final numbers um, reviews wise, TV.com gave it a nine out of ten. Rotten Tomatoes have it at eighty nine percent. IMDb at nine out of ten. So wow. basically, all round magnificent uh, numbers and reviews and ratings and uh, views. And, <laughs> um, so yes, uh, that is the end of the the, the spoiler friendly section. We are going to go into the show. So basically. Fave characters. We're not going to talk story too much because I reckon it'll get covered whilst we're going through it, and you've done a good job of building it up as well, guys. So, um, Mike, your, your favourite one one character first, and we'll, we'll switch it around then. It is tough to choose from, but I think Bernard was my favourite. I thought. I mean, I thought he had the most interesting character arc. Bear in mind, there were a number of other characters who would who could easily get that vote but um i thought because jeffrey wright is a is a very good actor um i'm a fan of his work and you know enjoyed him in source code casino Royale, and a number of the films he's been in where he stands out and i think potentially had the most challenging role um especially when his character starts to become conflicted and very unsure of himself and paranoid and when he is at that stage of discovering who he really is, I just think he does a really good job at it. There's a scene. Is it Maeve, is it? Yeah, that's Tandy Newton. The, yeah. the scene when she controls him and he's about to switch her off or something and then she, she, she stops him from doing anything. And then when he's walking out of that room in shock, like, you could just... It's just such a, it's so real, like, it just looks so real. He, he sold it, didn't he? It was, exactly. He was brilliant in that scene, I thought. Just like, he just couldn't believe that he was a robot. You know? He, exactly, yeah. He just, well, he, the he, moment he finds out he, oh. is the moment we have that realization. Whether people will have potentially picked up on it before the big reveals or whether they've been theorizing it beforehand, when he finds out and you're there with him, you do sort of go through the motions with him. And it's interesting. It's you know, the, the, the irony of actually feeling that with him, even though he is a robot. But yeah, I thought it was, it was very interesting the way his character pans out and yeah, Arnold, sort of Arnold, how it develops. Arnold did his job well. <laughs> anyway. He did. <laughs> Mr. Connors, um, uh, did you have anything to add on um, Bernard? Because obviously I know you liked him too. Oh, he was an awesome character. Um, I don't, are we going in a twist quite yet or are we going to wait no, for that? No, we'll I don't, hold a twist. We've got a section. For okay. That. So yeah, I mean, he was, it's hard for me to really say anything else until we get to the twist about him. <laughs> Mike kind of covered it all there. Uh, but yeah, he was an awesome character. It was played. I mean, he was so good, played perfectly. The right hand man of Dr. Ford, he played that role. Great. And when we get the twist, we'll find out why. Okay, your next then, your favorite, one of your favorites, then Joey. Uh, one of my favorites, and there's there's quite a bit of them, which is that's okay. Um, Go through as many as we can. Yeah, so I'll start with Dolores, um, Dolores Abernathy, who's played by Evan Rachel Wood, the oldest working host in the park. Her story and her transformation from the season or from episode one to episode ten is something like I've never seen before. And there's one scene I wanted to point out, which just kind of makes it like all come together for me. Do you guys remember the scene where she's speaking to herself, like she's facing herself? 
Yes. And then on one side, Agnes, yeah. She, yeah, she's wearing the cowgirl and jeans, and then she's in the blue dress lady. She got caught in that, by the way. Yeah, she did. <laughs> she looked back. Wow. Yeah, yeah Gags had to throw that in. We've got yeah, she's, <laughs> we're so, we're human beings. Come on. <laughs> yeah, so she's she's in the scene where in the basement of the church, and then she thinks she's speaking to Arnold. Instead, she realizes that that's her true self. That was really, really cool. Like, she realizes right then and there the amount of suffering that everything up until that point, what's going on. And that was, to me, that was like, oh, okay, like emergence of conscience. That's the, again, talked about it already. That's one of the huge themes. And uh, her character was just amazing. I mean, the first, I think the first episode she, you know, with Teddy and the man in black kills Teddy and then rapes her. I mean, she goes from that, like damsel in distress to badass girl. Like, I'm a sucker for that. So, yeah, her... Her transformation and her uh, how she evolved, the character evolved, is amazing. Because I wasn't really much of a fan of her original character, you know, the damsel in dress, distress and all that. I, oh, yeah, just, me either. I was just like, oh, come on, just man up, woman. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I was just like, come on, just slap him one back. Let's do it. But obviously, they robots. Like bland, wasn't she? She was. Very Very traditionally, sort of, the, yeah, the damsel in distress. And I thought, yeah, I thought it was interesting the way her character arc really developed and completely by the end of it, say she was completely opposite. She was like the kind of the kick-ass, like action-y, violent hero. You say going from that point where she was, uh, she was a victim in the first episode and it was obviously mm-hmm. quite horrific to see. And it was, um, the point where she then obviously keeps waking up each morning. And you think, is this just her monotonous same existence? And then when she starts to remember things and then everything just sort of, it just sort of opens up for her. I think that's really fascinating the way to do that with her. She was even a little bit of damsel in the last episode until she then just wakes up and kicks Man in Black's ass. Yes. Like, it was, didn't she? Oh my God, it was brilliant. It's just, yeah, you it were actually cheering. It was like, you know when you watch Rocky when you're a kid and you just want him to beat <laughs> yeah. the person up? You were just like, yeah, kick his head in. Yeah, you know, just it was one of those <laughs> moments. And if a TV show can do that to you, right? Anything, actually anything, anything, any bit of art, TV play theater if it can get something going inside you it's done what it's supposed to it's it's a success and that's why i always think if something moves me something gets me riled up something makes me angry we covered um oh god what was that documentary on um, netflix making a murderer that made me throw Mm -hmm. things at the tv you know it's it's unbelievable television so that's what i like that's like anyway dolores done um mike who would you say was next on, on the list for you that you really, really thought was an intriguing character? Hmm. Interesting. I mean, those two characters we've discussed are arguably the best, but then, I mean, Tanty Newton's Maeve. Just oh, wow. Oh, another yeah. really Maeve. interesting character. Great sort of like the. Well. Uh, exactly. Um, I think the, the beauty of, of the show is there's such a diverse range of performances and. Um, character arcs you know um Maeve is uh she's the in charge of the uh the, the tavern or where basically yes exactly say it as it is <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is not and... a pg show you can talk you can swear you can do whatever you want <laughs> i love the bear tavern that, bear that mind. Great. <laughs> <laughs> i 
I don't know where I got tavern from. I was, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yes, she's. Um, I mean, her character again starts off fairly slowly, and it sort of very gradually unfolds as you know she, she again starts to realize something is you know isn't quite right with her and the whole self isn't quite right and i just think especially the way her character pans out and becomes this kind of i wouldn't quite say evil but the fact that she she basically becomes like a killer yeah. because she is hell-bent on escaping um is just fascinating the layers to her character because essentially she's grieving because in a previous uh, storyline she's lost a child. Um, she's now in this uh, whorehouse. I'll go with. Nice. And <laughs> much better, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And in a completely different setup now, but with horrible flashbacks of her having a her child being murdered, um, with this insatiable lust to escape from where she is and obviously she gets to that point where she can wake up in the labs and it kind of it, i mean it spirals quite dramatically the way she manages to manipulate these 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 weak scientists but i think there's i think her more than anyone there's a lot more to see from her especially where she ends up at the end it's like you're, you're left not quite knowing her fate really i think she can be quite influential i think in the follow-up season yeah, she kind of becomes like the leader, doesn't she, of the of the mm, resistance, the rebellion, like, yeah. the rebellion. Let's go, Star Wars, whatever. <laughs> but but basically, um, I just think I just think that um, she was the first one, more than Dolores, because Dolores is really the one who's who's the main, um, you know, the the one that they wanted to. A kind of what what it comes across to me is the main AI, the main robot, the main one that's going to go on to become a leader or whatever. But I thought Maeve was. The way they played it out, she was the catalyst for it all. It looked like she was more stronger. She, I thought she had a stronger personality from the start, even though, like you said, she was like, you know, this grieving mom. But I found that she was really strong. She had this role, whatever the role plays, she had a role of a, of a strong bitch, you know, as well. She was quite bitchy mm-hmm. and catty and she, she was a stronger personality, I found. And Joey, would you agree with that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, she was. I mean, if you're in a brothel, you have to be pretty tough to off the bat. But <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, you know, I mean, like you're not going to take shit from men, you know. Like it, most men go in there, and she was, she was the leader of the brothel. So, and then you see her, like you see her awakening happening almost every episode, and you're going, wait a minute, is she realizing who she is? Like, what, what's going on here? So yeah, I, I do agree with you there. She is kind of before Dolores, the first one who kind of sees and. Obviously, Mike, you talked about the ending where, you know, she's on that train and she's ready to find out what her destiny is. And then, of course, we'll get to why that changes. But, yeah, I thought her character was awesome. I do wonder. I want to ask a really weird question here, right? Um, I do wonder how they shot some of these, like, as in how uncomfortable. Because when they're when they go back you know, to the headquarters or whatever when they've got to be stitched up and they're just sitting there naked and, they, you know, Anthony Hopkins is holding Dolores' hand or talking to Maeve or, or, or um, Bernard is talking to Maeve, whatever, and they're just sitting there naked. Like, if it's a normal film, like Game of, or na- a normal shot like Game of Thrones, you know, they're having sex or whatever, you, you know, it's like the summer bits are covered or whatever, but they're just sitting there naked. And I did think to myself, <laughs> I always think, how did they shoot that? How uncomfortable must one of them be <laughs> just sitting it, there? Naked? It is a weird kind of 
it, set up. It was, wasn't it? Like when you think of it, you watch it and you go, "That's dead weird." Well, because they're turned <laughs> off. Like they, there's know, no. Movement. I know that, dude. But it's in your real <laughs> so mind. Weird. It's still a real person, right? It's not a robot. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They make it look. They make it look oh, perfect. Yeah. It's, they, it's just they, awesome acting. The acting was fantastic. I have to agree with you. It was just another point yeah. in my mind. That I just thought uh, when I was watching, it, I was like, "Wow, that to shoot this, it must have been something." You know, because how many retakes? <laughs> Just would guys went right back to sex thinking of my or Maeve's body. Oh, no. <laughs> I, just a, it was just it was just a, a funny thing. But um, Joey, then next, um, Anthony Hopkins. Very, oh. um, I mean the the main man really in this. I thought in times, you know, he's so much. So he's he's the pivotal one. Yeah, I mean he's the founder and creator of director of Westworld, and frankly, he's the puppet behind everything they couldn't have find they couldn't have found anybody better to act that out he just destroyed that character in a good way and the ending what is fitting you don't need him for a season two he he got the ball started on the what did we call it the rebellion if we're going by star wars as <laughs> well we love star wars yeah exactly so I, he was just brilliant i mean his his acting is always brilliant but the way that he you know he he found out that they were stealing basically his information and technology. And, you know, what he does with Bernard, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to talk about that yet, so I'm trying to be coy about that. You know, all the little things he does to cover his tracks and, and to and future stuff to cover his tracks. He has the whole thing planned out. Go, go for it, Joey. Ten episodes. Go for it. So, we could get off now, yeah. So, okay, so basically, Dr. Ford, it's basically his ultimate plan. Bernard... Lo is Arnold Weber. Arnold Weber was the first. Him and Dr. Ford started this. And he up- uploaded his, um, Arnold Weber, his former partner's memory, everything into Bernard Lowe. And that's an anagram, Bernard Lowe and Arnold Weber, which there was a lot of theories. I figured that out, but I'm sure it was much after everybody else did. But I'm like, wait a minute, because I'm – you know, weird like that. And sometimes when I'm watching things, I jot down notes. I, I didn't even notes. figure it out, dude, until. Oh, really? <laughs> <That's fair. laughs> don't yeah, worry. And that's... Don't feel bad. <laughs> the, the, yeah, dumb one, was... the dumb one's sitting here. <laughs> so, so, you know, he covers his tracks with that. With um, Bernardi, he has. Yeah, he just. Again, I, you didn't know Bernard was a robot. I mean, he played it off so perfectly. And at the end, you know, he. Delos is kind of. be basically kicking him out. You know, they don't want him in there anymore. And instead of, okay, I'm going to step down, you know, no big deal. He he actually has, like we talked about Maeve, her whole awakening is just him programming her, which is kind of, it's disturbing, but it's sad in a way because you're like, oh man, she finally figured this out. I don't know how she did it. Maybe Ford, but Ford programmed the whole thing. He staged the whole thing, just like he staged Dolores killing him at the end. And that was the just the icing on the cake there because he knew damn well, you know, he's finishing up the Westworld act and um, Teddy and Dolores is seen. And don't you know, he he's, he goes on. It's basically, you know, like a spotlight right on the stage. Perfect kind of ending. He starts talking and I don't remember the exact words he says. I wish I do now. I'm mad that I don't. But he gets Dolores to kill him. So he's dead. And then Dolores turns the gun on all those dumbass people who use these robots as their play toys which is just awesome it was so cool to see that 
I, I have a theory about this. I don't know whether you agree or not, but, but we'll, we'll do that in a second. Mike, your thoughts <laughs> on Anthony Hopkins and his um, role as doc, uh, Dr. Ford, is it? Yes. Well, regardless of him being the key mind behind Westworld as, as it stands, um, I still found a lot of... He, he played a, he kind of played to me a background role, but it was a very significant role. I'm actually just discussing about him, how... Um, sort of, he's, he's very manipulative, and what I noticed about him is he was always one step ahead of everyone. As you say, he was the key programmer. He knew how what was going on, but he also knew that the investors and the people that come in to work underneath him were also trying to get him out. And because he knew that, he was always a couple of steps ahead, and that's why I found so interesting. Not the character. As soon as you thought he'd been rumbled, or someone had you know, backed him into a corner. He always seemed to have an escape plan, which is another point we can obviously discuss about the ending, because I think there's a few different ways you can read how that all tied up and sort of what his intentions were. Yeah, go for it. Well, I mean, as 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 Joey, Joey was saying, he staged his death. Well, I mean, if you look at it on, on sort of face value, he he was killed. But then you obviously knowing Ford. I, I mean, I've been was thinking about the time, and it wouldn't be obviously any stretch of the imagination to think that he'd obviously staged his death intentionally. Whether that wasn't even yeah, wasn't even him who was oh, killed. And you, you nicked my point, damn it! I was oh, going to say, sorry. I no, it's fine. My theory <laughs> is, you are there. My theory Go is that it. it's not even him. It, it's well, it's a clone. Exactly. He, oh, because, robot, clone. because I think yeah, where, you know where he went down and where. Um, where Bernard was with him, there was loads of machines. Mm-hmm. If you go watch where he's creating, where he created Bernard, and, and out of everybody's, you know, eyes and stuff, he could have created himself. Why can? Why mm-hmm. not? Why exactly. not? And that's why his hair is different in a lot of the the scenes. You know, uh, it's it, there's little little bits that are different. You don't know whether it might be a clone or it might be the real one, and so. You know, I just think, and obviously, when he's walking all the, 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 when he's actually in Westworld, is that actually him or is that the clone? You know, I Interesting. just, it's so weird. There was times where I watched it back a little bit today and I've thought, is that him or is that a clone? I do not think, and I know he's put it on Twitter that it was great working with the cast, but mm-hmm. it's that they, you know, Production uh, and people behind the thingy scenes always love to have a surprise in a show, and this show now doesn't need any build. So having his name on it will do nothing. You know, it's it's, but having the shock value of him turning up in episode three or something in season two, and as the real guy, I think it adds much more shock value. So I think there may be something to it that it was. Mm. Um, I think he's too clever. I just, I just think it's too obvious. In terms of everything we've seen throughout the show, the twists, the paranoia, that it would be too obvious for him to have just been be dead at the end. I think I I picked up on several occasions that he was he would he Westworld is his life, and he did not want to be pushed out of it. And to kind of move on and expand from the theory of that being a robot, and he was sort of off in a safe place. I mean, essentially, you see all these, which I presume all the people there, they were investors, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Um, at yeah. least special guest investors. Basically, to me, it looks like 
he sent a clone of himself to look like he'd been killed, and basically all the investors get killed. So essentially, he then takes back control of the park and remains with his hand on the button, so to speak. And it sort of it kind of resets all that that power struggle. Yeah, and he is, is that, there is the again, as well. Hey, one step ahead of everyone, as has been the entire season. To me, that would make a more fitting conclusion to the to the to the series based on how we'd seen him sort of double cross or out outsmart outmaneuver everyone because he essentially is the king of Westworld and is the the god of Westworld, isn't he? And that was one of my twists as well, that him dying was a major twist for me that I just was shocked mm. that Whoa, mm-hmm. this is Anthony Hopkins? This is like killing Ned, you know? Like what's going on? Right, you know, it was like what the hell? So, so, so you know, for me, it was a it was a big deal. So I do think there might be something with it, but who knows? If they don't go that way, even better because they've made a second guess it. And uh, when a show, like I said, makes you do shit like this, it's brilliant. Um, speaking of investors, and we're gonna we're doing twists and characterizers mixed together now because it makes more sense and uh, this flows better. Uh, Mike, William, and the Man in Black. Exactly. I mean, I think. To, yeah, I mean, whether you guys read up or looked on sort of internet forums or talked to people about what was happening in the show, if by the time the reveal, which is in the final episode, in the final episode we have basically William revealed as the Man in Black. There's a, a there's a very obvious transition where he's explaining to Dolores, you know, who William is and what he's been through, and then we get that very obvious reveal but before that one or two episodes beforehand i'd been speaking to people they've been and there'd been theories going around on the internet and i was quite open to the idea i mean when i heard about it i was like whoa this is huge because it obviously reveals the timelines and just kind of blows everything wide open so when it actually happened i wasn't actually as shocked as i should have been because i'd already heard about it. i know i'd already bought into the idea because it does make sense if you pay attention to the few episodes before. Um, they're just very subtle hints that you can conceivably think, okay, well, this is that twist. I mean, if I hadn't, I mean, I feel a bit annoyed that I found out potentially beforehand that that could have happened. I'm so glad I did. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it would have had, I mean, it still had impact. Yeah, I um, watched episode nine it, just now, and... The, mm-hmm. Like you just said, there's a massive hint when she walks. Is it the church that they're in? That they go yes. down in. So she's walking out the church and she's like walking out and someone's at the door and she says, William? And the door opens and it's a man in black and her face just mm-hmm. changes. And then the mm-hmm. episode ends. So it's kind of like, that's a big hint, but no one would guess that until well, no, exactly. you watch back, you know, again. In hindsight, it's, it's easy, isn't it? Yeah. It's a brilliant, yeah. it's brilliantly done. Joey, Joey, go on. Um, uh, sorry, Mike, did you have anything else to say on this? Um, no, I think I'd pretty I think much. Great. Uh, Joey, go for it. I know yeah. this, is a, this is a big one for you as well. Yeah, I, I kind of, I mean, this Mike's boat here because it was ruined for me because Damn it. there are some people, there are some people for who watch TV and they can see everything. Yeah. And I, I, I seen that theory floating out, I think like two episodes in. Quite early. Yeah, and I, I saw the, um, I saw that and I'm like, damn, I didn't even, how do you guys pick up on that so fast? But yeah, I mean, it was really cool. It, it's per, it was, a, he was a young man and you see the difference in him. Like when he first got there with his friend Logan, he didn't even really want to be there. 
You know, he didn't think it was for him. He was just going because his buddy. He was fucking annoying. He was fucking annoying. Let's call a spade a spade. He, again, him and Dolores just annoyed the shit out of me. Yeah, big time. He really was. Well, he didn't have any fun. You're getting married? You know. You're getting married outside of the fucking thing, and now you're you're losing it. The the whole story for me about William. Yeah. The whole story for me about William is he loses his mind. Yeah. He gets consumed. By this, obsession. it just goes mental, and well, that's he the gets beauty. Cons- he gets, you know, he gets, um, he goes mental about the maze. That's what he ends up, you know, he thinks he has the whole thing figured out. And then the maze is, what does Dr. Ford tell him? The maze isn't meant for you. Yeah. Which was just a great line. And then you find out what the, sorry, I jumped right into the maze. I wanted to make no, sure that's we fine. talked no, about no, it. No, it's brilliant. But yeah. it, you know, it symbolizes the robot's attainment of consciousness. And, Mm-hmm. All them years, he tried to figure out what that was, and it was never for him. So how and it, 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 that's like what, like I, you know, what question I would ask myself, for example, in this is, this guy's gone out, like he's he's basically killed off his brother-in-law, yeah, and yeah. then uh, who who might turn up with some big beard next next season, you know, <laughs> hiding somewhere in the, <laughs> on the back of a horse. Still. Well, yeah, well, yeah, he's on the back of a horse, or he's in Park Seventy Five, right, with a crazy sunburn. <laughs> <laughs> Which we're going to get to in a minute, but but basically he's in some other park and he's got another life. But the thing is, how how has this guy done this? How has he gone out, built a company, then still spent what seems like an eternity in a make believe world park? I mean, he owns it, but some of it just I would like them to go into a bit more of you know some kind of flashbacks of his life, if possible. It to fill in some gaps there because I think it's kind of like what the fuck like this isn't even making any sense this is it's for reality this guy's done this like come on it's a bit hard to believe that someone gets that obsessed by something for me it's true I mean the th- the thing that the kind of I don't know if you guys ever watched um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia oh yeah it's one of my favorite um, shows and it's where I'm from <laughs> yeah oh cool because obviously Jimmy Simpson was in that as a McBoy as a McPoyle. So a boil or boil, um, but yeah, I mean, as a really weird, weird character in that. So I thought, especially when I first saw him in this, it was a bit hard to actually get on board with. This is a, a normal guy. This is a serious character he's playing. But really quickly, he managed to convince me. And I say, I mean, there's plenty of really interesting character arcs through with all the other characters we discussed, but um, Williams. Is I mean, arguably the most shocking. I think. Yeah, the evolve he like we talked about evolving Dolores. This guy, this is a this is a turn. You know, this is like some kind of psycho shit. But basically, oh, yeah. what happened with him was the first turn for him. I think it was episode five where they went to steal that um, nitro. Was it? Is it nitrogen? Mm-hmm. The, the 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 explosives. And yeah, when he yeah. when right, he yeah. when he needs to save her, because and then he just shoots everyone. He just shoots all three of them, kills them all. And like, you know, Logan, by the way, we haven't talked Logan, but Logan, who's his brother-in-law, just goes ape shit. <laughs> this is why we're here, man. Yes, get it. Because <laughs> what you forget and what we probably haven't, co- what we haven't brought across is that this park is basically to come and kill people or to get a fuck. That is pretty much yeah. what people come Some to live do. Live out your fantasies, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah that's exactly however right. you deem your whatever your fantasy may be. And that's I think mental. the fee was what forty thousand dollars for each person, if I remember correctly. That was the fee it's to go to the park. Place, yeah, 
It's a rich thing. Yeah. So not everyone in the world Pricey. knows about it, which is why yeah. Dave's maybe being sent out to leave them, the intel out there, you know, so people find out about it. But so, I mean, again, then William, for me, I was really, I just couldn't take to him until the seriousness came in and he started to then become a bit of a badass. And that's where the evolving, and I loved the, the timeline stuff. This is the type of shit that Lost was doing, you know, where you're just in two places at once and there's shit going on. You're like, what the fuck, you know, is going on here? <laughs> but once it all came together and it all made sense and all these characters are from the past and they're discontinued now, maybe you don't see much of them. Um, and it just like all made sense then. Because obviously there's quite a lot of characters that William and Logan and Dolores bump into, don't they? And to go through yeah. all the, their story arc. It's mental. So, um, yeah. But none of them are there. On the other side where uh, Anthony Hopkins is, you know, and, and the man in black, I think his name's William. But it's, the, the, none, of, none of them are there in those. But it feels like they are all in the same. And I think what that shows is that this is a very slick very slick show very well produced very well directed it is you know high high quality stuff i know people mm-hmm. pre- people predicted it and people got it right but for someone who wasn't talking to other people about it and watching it on his own i was in a you know i didn't speak to people about this at all and watched it episode i wish episode. i'd done the same I, I did not not pick <laughs> it too. until the end and when i found out i was like you just made the fucking show that was my. That was what I thought. Immediately, I thought this is one of the best shows I've seen, because it doesn't matter that I didn't know what the fuck was going on for eight episodes. But when it hit, it hit hard, and everything else just fell into place, and it makes the show. It just does. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think anyone could give it any more praise than that, to be honest. But, exactly. I think the the, the 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 way that it actually managed to mask that there were two timelines set in the mm-hmm. same location for so long before people then started to kind of theorize, Oh, is this the same? Is this the same room, but just in a different 50, whatever years apart or, and to me, that's like such a great, great mind that's behind it. I mean, obviously you know, many minds behind it, but in terms of how it was written, how it was set up, how it basically manipulated you and, kept you from certain things and i just think it was really great when the when even when the theories came out i was still like holy shit is this could this be possible and then when it is realized in the show it's it's still it's still a, a, a powerful thing to uh, experience i think nothing i mean what, what game of thrones will throw in uh, deaths as their sort of staple for shocking you I've not really seen any other shows in a long time that have really like shocked me so much in terms of how cleverly the plot twists were and how well concealed they were, basically. That's such a good point. Basically, you are watching Game of Thrones scared that one of your mm-hmm. favourites doesn't die. That is that exactly. is the fear they've put into you, which is such a beautiful <laughs> thing of a TV show. But Joey, what did you... I mean, you guys, neither of you mentioned this, but what did you think of Teresa's death? Did, were you a bit shocked by that? Because I was when she died. I, I was until she started snooping. And when <laughs> when she well, the big thing was is when she tried to the power struggle. Yeah, it, you know damn well yes. Anthony Hopkins wasn't going to allow that to happen. So the way she died, I thought was shocking, mm. and Bernard killing her, which was it was just brutal because Anthony Hopkins is just coaching him along and going now Bernard. 
killer. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was like, whoa, okay. Like To have that kind of power, I mean, you can look at it two ways. It's got to be frightening, and it's got to be really cool, depending on what spectrum you fall on. I mean, I, I wasn't shocked by her death. I, I kind of had a feeling she was going to die, just not that way. Yeah, it was it was the manner, wasn't it? That, that twist of learning you know, why Bernard was going to do it and who he really was. And as you say, I think that distinction of Ford, whether he is this, you know, worshipable God or a fearful sort of, well, a God again, but um, in terms of each end of the spectrum, there's like, is he this, this deranged, power-hungry man who is basically could control people by, you know, pressing buttons on a, on, a, on a PDA and giving them verbal orders? Or is he a genius that we should look up to and not want to piss off, basically, because he will get someone to kill you? <laughs> Ed, by the way, um, we didn't say Ed Harris as the man in black was Sue fucking Perb. We didn't give him any mm-hmm. yes. there. I just want to say that. But um, the whole cast was good. I also thought Bernard, when he actually went through his history in his head, I thought the acting there was fantastic. And then he learns, doesn't he, that he's Arnold. Oh, so sad. The whole of that bit was just like, oh, shit. And then he realizes that he, he, he abducted the, um, the other girl. What was her name? Oh, God. The one who's, um, who works with him. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Elsie. Elsie, that's it. And she's apparently so Elsie? That's right. It's Elsie, yeah. Okay. It is. Well, it was weird with her because it was before you really knew what was quite going on. You thought, okay, someone's abducted her. You thought, okay, maybe it's Arnold. He's hiding in Westworld somewhere, possibly. But she was like, I mean, you just basically saw her getting sort of abducted from behind. You never saw her getting killed. And I always thought, is she going to come back? Is there something more to play on there? But you never saw anything. Whether she will return in the next one because i think she I is i've think... seen the um i've been on i've been watching a few recap shows on youtube mm-hmm. and um they've they've showed that hbo have released some kind of teaser where she's mm. she's uh paging in going hello anybody there hello hello interesting so i think she's coming back as well in season two she's not dying you know the other like... the other weird part is that at the end of, like we know there was a big rebellion the only thing I couldn't figure out at the end is, why was the Hemsworth brother, Ashley Stubbs, he's the head of security. Where was he at during this whole thing? <laughs> why people are fighting each other. You're the head of security and there's guns firing. And where are you at? You're nowhere to be oh, found. All hell broke breaks. <laughs> I couldn't brilliant. understand that. It was like, what the hell? Where is he? So I don't know what happened with him either. Maybe he right. is also. Oh, a robot or Ex- an artificial yeah. intelligence. Well, yeah, well, it could well, be. Everything's open now. That. The yeah. whole beautiful thing is that they're infiltrated. He's, Anthony Hopkins is going to keep himself protected, it looks like. You know, Dr. Ford is going to protect himself. Having, having a robot as head of security is probably the best way <laughs> to control, <laughs> to have security controls <laughs> for, you know, for your own well-being. You never know. There's so much open. That's, that's, again, the beauty of it. But, okay, the last thing I wanted to talk about was SW. Um, no, it's not SeaWorld. It was, um, I think they're going to call it Samurai World. I'm not sure. But that was another one of the parks. We just thought I, I dropped a bit of a, um, you know, a little hint in there about Park 75. But apparently there's more parks. And Mike, what did you, th- what do you think? Um, they did have some kind of samurai outfits for the next, you know, for, they, they were showing mm. some more AI, you know, some more uh, hosts, as they call them, with samurai type stuff going on. So do you reckon it would be a samurai world? 
Well, that's the thing. I mean, obviously, it was a big sort of reveal right near the end as they were, as that smoke group were trying to escape, and we saw samurai in the facility, and it, and yeah, there was, there was something text that revealed there was a yeah another park for them, and it basically opens up the idea of well, how many parks are there? I mean, it, it's it's a it's weird to actually think where these parks are. I mean, is it all, is it an underground facility where this is and it's sort of artificial light because essentially where Westworld is, it's like the size of a state, isn't it? So where, or, you know, a small state potentially where, where they found this space on earth to make Westworld and where therefore have they made samurai world. And I presume they've got more than two parks if they've obviously numbered them 75 they may have failed ones. They may have other ones. I mean, I just don't know the, the, the extent of where it could lead is obviously yeah, to Samurai World, which you'd think would be a logical step forward, having been exposed to the Samurai in, in the labs. But um, I mean, it just opens up a completely open-ended narrative to potentially dipping in and out of different parks and what other parks have they got? I mean... Yeah, it's it's just it's fascinating to be I mean, honest. Westworld doesn't seem to fucking end. It's like Red Dead fucking Redemption at times. It's just like you can just keep going in a horse forever. <laughs> it's like what the fuck's going on? Like, come on. Well, that's, that's the other thing. Like, they they, they never explain where the fuck is the park located. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Like, we, you have no it, because it, it's all made up. They, they do that like Inception type thing. Remember when Ford's talking to I can't remember the woman. Um, okay, I just said her name earlier. The one who got killed, um, Teresa. Yeah, he's having a conversation with her, and in the background, there's like the build destroyers out there knocking the whole landscape down. So I'm hmm. not sure like building how they a did new that. Park? Yeah, building a new new yeah, park. Remember area? what they were doing? It was mental. yeah. Remember the other time when he had her Massive. in the situation where she went on vacation as a little girl, and he replicated that whole scene. Yeah. So I, I don't know how he does that, and I don't know where the park is. That's the no, exactly. You know what I used, you, know, you know when I first watched it, right? Where they didn't explain like the trains and all this. They had the big. They were they're looking down at a. Um, what what do they look at in the? It's control? like a hologram. It's like is a hologram? hologram map, it's isn't like a it? hologram. Three like D. Yeah. Yeah, something just, you see on Star Wars. Yeah, like yeah. A, I just thought, well, is this virtual reality or something? I yeah, that's know. what I thought as well. Because the first thing I thought was virtual, and I was like, whoa, this is weird. So, but as you say, it's it's a physical fucking place. It's it's mm-hmm. mental to think about. It does mind fuck you if there's like if there's like because obviously the piece of paper that Maeve had was Park One section. So obviously, then it opens up right Park One. So there's got to be more, and then you see Samurai World or whatever it's going to be, SW. This this show could go on for fucking ever. They could just show <laughs> a new area every year if they wanted to. But the, the other thing oh, is, sure. this must take a long time to produce because it's not out till 2018, the next one. Mm. Yeah, I know. Well, so they said it cost a lot yeah. of money too, so that was the other reason for it. Yeah. They crammed in a lot in 10 episodes, which is good, to be fair. Okay, so is there any other twists that you guys think we've missed, Joey? Yeah, I want to bring up, and uh, some people who listen to this may, may I'm not doing this to be offensive, I just think they're questions that should be, should be asked. And basically, when you're dealing with AI, artificial intelligence... Oh, damn, I thought you could say Anfield Index not, then, mate. Not, well, when you're dealing with Anfield Index 2, sometimes you're one of the personalities who are a pain in your ass, guys, talented. So, here's the thing. Is it, 
is it okay to play God as a human? Is it because that's essentially what Dr. Ford's doing? Is it okay to do that? So, do they should should these robots have rights? Because these people come to this park, and they do basically whatever they want to them, without no recourse of action. So, if now I'm on the, I'll let you guys answer this. But if animals have rights, should robots? Well, now, obviously, killing your killing your neighbor is w- clearly worse than poisoning a rat. But who makes up these rules? So, do we look at wow. this as do we look at this as robots? aren't human. So technically they're not living things. So they're not suffering. Or do we look at it like, yeah, you know what? Like here's the other thing. The founder of cybernetics and this, I'm going to geek out for a second is Norbert Weiner. But you guys might know that name. Even he said, this is real. He's a real person. He, he invented this. This falls in with artificial intelligence. He, he cautioned human beings about the desire to be waited upon by intelligent machines and the reason for this is because you want them to be your slaves. But the problem is they're so intelligent that they'll never be subservient. So the obvious problem is that somebody who's that intelligent can't possibly be or never will be submissive fully. So where do you guys fall on that? See, I mean, I'll just go first really briefly. When you first asked me this question, I thought, yeah, it's fine because they don't have feelings. But. The whole point of this show is that they're building a, a, a host to have feelings and to have mm-hmm. consciousness, so it totally becomes uh, a being. Mike, your thoughts? Well, yeah, I agree. It's mean, essentially, they are robots. They aren't real. But then, obviously, there's, there's the, the element of they are so advanced that they won't become, well, they, 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 they learn to feel, which, uh, in itself is an interesting debate. But also because you as a viewer also actually view them as, as real. I don't think you go through the series thinking, oh, uh, Dolores is a robot or whoever's a robot. It's like you, uh, you can just completely lose yourself and look at them as real people. And I think that's an interesting thing they've done to. Do you feel sorry for her? Don't you? Every time, well, yeah, exactly. You, you yeah. comes in, you know, you do feel bad for it. And yeah, and even when you know that they are hosts, you do get a sense that they do have. Well, they do have genuine feelings because the AI is so advanced. But it's an interesting point whether you can sort of treat. I mean, essentially, on a very basic level, it's do you treat robots the same as humans? And then on that very, I know it's a very uh, dumbed down analogy of of a you know, comparison between the two it's like I, I think you've obviously got humans you look after humans and robots are essentially there to do whatever you you know whatever you need them to do to, to be subservient but as you say there comes a point where you get so advanced and because you enjoy playing God so much you want to make things as real as possible and I don't know I mean if, have you seen films like um, Ex Machina quite interesting examples great movie great movie oh yeah it's it's amazing Um, but that's an interesting example of Terminator yeah Terminator Terminator 2 yeah Um, the flashbacks to the humanity dying from robots yeah exactly and you know no one can say that they you know you see Arnie do that the thumbs up as he's going into the model law and it's like that's a touching moment don't die (laughs) yeah I know, yeah. <laughs> you don't want him to go, but um, 
And it's just, it's, you know, but when, in all these films, I think you always see it, it never seems to pan out well. And even, look at, even things like The Matrix as well, AI has become so advanced, they end up taking over and they basically are trying to overtake and kill off the human race, basically. And that's whether that's not it. But the thing is, you, you don't know what the outside world is like in this world in this Westworld timeline because it's obviously set in the future. But you don't know how far in the future. Yeah, it's it is. dystopian, isn't it? It's a exactly. It's and what is the uh, what is the outside world like? Is it anything resembling what we are now? Is that the being? We've only seen a little dystopian. bit, haven't we? We've only seen a little bit yeah. of when Maeve goes out, and that's it. The funny thing about this show is that you that I can't remember. Usually, we're, we're you know we're talking about things where humanity's getting overtaken. In this show, you actually find yourself rooting for the artificial intelligence at the end mm. of it. Yeah. And that's quite different than, and if you're not, then I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you. But Joey, you know what I'd them, say? The difference. The, what I'd say the difference is, right? Um, human being, I mean, it's, it's, you can die, okay, as a human being, but as a robot, you can be bought back. So there's a difference immediately but, in, in, no, in, you, that, in that, you know, when you said you're playing God. But just say, yes. like, for example, they got shot, yeah? They'd get stitched mm-hmm. back up and put out again. Whereas That's as a, true. As a human, you get shot in the head, man, you're done. That's it. So, But, he, but here's the thing. It's not about – I hear what you're saying, and you're right. There's no questioning that. But when he, quote-unquote, gives them awakening, and now they're a self-awareness, and he gives them a conscience, that's what makes you human. So at that moment – then how do you guys feel? Is that okay to do what they're doing? Do you know what I mean? Like it's not. Yeah. They they become human beings once they have human emotions. You know, when she's getting raped, she feels fear. Mm. Artificial intelligence wouldn't necessarily. You can program it all you want, but I mean, he, he does that. He did it with Maeve. He did it with Dolores, and then Dolores unlocks everybody else. That was her maze. That was her end goal and she did it she finally did it and it, it seems to me like they became human beings so the second season's just going to be complete chaos so. but what you're, <laughs> what you're actually going into here is pretty much what arnold wanted from day one and yes. and dr ford didn't want but then dr ford turned it around that's and right Thought you know what the last thing I do, because obviously you also know in this is that Dr. Ford knows he's getting old, knows that he's dying. He talks a lot about artists. He talks a lot about, yes. you know, in the last, in the last, in the last scenes with Dolores, he's, t- or Wyatt, by the way, whatever. He's talking about this painting. I can't remember the artist, but he's talking about the brain and how people didn't notice that for hundreds of years or whatever. And they leave a mark. They become, these names are now art, you know, they leave a mark and he wanted to leave a mark and he's trying to say mm-hmm. that make maybe I, I the way I thought of it was maybe what Arnold was saying about making these beings into something this is what we're leaving behind we're not the superior beings here these are we have got to where we can he even says this doesn't he we have got to where we can but there's something else that can go further that can That's do right. better than us and and I think he just realizes that it's time to let loose and let these things rule and that's why he's trying to get, he is actually trying to get the intel out as well. So it's very, very interesting, um, uh, Joey. I think he did, in the end, he's playing God a lot, but he's also trying to get them to let go. So, mm-hmm. mm. yeah. I do think with the whole awakening mm. um, aspect of, of AI, 
it obviously then becomes an ethical issue. That's right. I and mean, that's what the whole show plays on. I and mean, it plays on your emotions and it plays on what you, what you deem ethically acceptable. Um, but again, as, as what we've just discussed then, and in terms of what, 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 what Ford's end goal is, what his real motivation is, because you seem to think you know these things as you go along, but then he comes in and he basically twists the narrative and goes down whichever path he chooses. And I think it does throw you a lot of time. So I, it just feels too, too clean that he's gone for good now. I think that we've got to learn more about him, so, something about how the first season ended. What is this, you know, I think we just going to know more in the second season, but then again, it may just completely take us on another tangent in the second season. That's that's the beauty of it. You just don't know where the hell it's actually going to go. I'm expecting war. I love war, like, in terms of... In mm, sure. Not in real life, people. Do not quote him <laughs> that. I mean, as in, in, in the show, I think when there's, like, what's happening with Game of Thrones now, where there's there's an a, um, a pending war coming, it's just so exciting. And I just think that if it's back against the walls for the humans... You, you might start feeling some empathy now because obviously some of these, these AIs are going to be fucking nasty, you know, villainous, evil things. And, um, that'll be good to have the other side. Like, like Joey just said, we're feeling more for the AI side. I think they might do a bit of a twist because she might just now, Wyatt, that is, become the villain of this and really mm-hmm. take it to another level and start, mm-hmm. you know, maybe even, capturing people and stuff like that and it just could be mental it could they could go anywhere now with this which is the beautiful thing it well could... there could be so many crossovers in terms of the parks because when you see westworld you think okay this is basically it's in disarray now well what is the state of the samurai park what is the state of these other parks have they had uprisings have they had narratives changed so this kind of sort of chaos is happening there you just you don't know what has happened in other. Could they become Westworld versus Samurai Park and like? Wow, trying exactly. to overthink. I mean, oh my god, that is cool. Sorry, I mean, it could be really like. I mean, it could completely. The whole season two could completely tonally change to some sort of. I can't see it happening, but you know, in terms of some sort of almost like a, a big war, basically, Westworld versus versus Samurai World or whatever other worlds. The, I mean, there's going to be inevitably some other worlds that will come in at some point and shake shit up. And then in series 10, they take on the real world. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, this is, you know what? Me and Joey talked about this on WhatsApp and I was quite a negative person on this show. But as I've watched, gone back and watched and I've watched more recap stuff, I got really excited about it again. And uh, mm-hmm. it's probably because it was just so long since I watched it and I've watched so much in between that I've enjoyed that I probably just wasn't as high, but you're probably listening to this and you're thinking how I'm like an excitable child at the moment. Um, but okay, guys, um, I think we've done really well with this. Anything else you wanted to add before we finish last, last, um, talking points on Westworld? Uh, Mike first, anything else? Well, I mean, it's not said to do with the actual plot point here, but, um, in terms of the series, because there's so, so many interesting reveals as it goes on, it was this kind of show that unlike any other show that I watched before, I immediately wanted to go back and watch it again from the beginning, just knowing what I knew then. I haven't done. I mean, today I watched a bit of the final episode, but I'm really tempted to now go back and watch the entire season again with a whole whole different perspective. I think it would be really interesting. I think there'd be so many things you pick up on. 
Oh, it's and good. Just very subtle yeah. things. I've tried to watch some of it today, and like you just said, I picked up on that the, the episode nine at the end when you know the William bit. Mm-hmm. And now that I already knew what the reveal was, I just was like, "Oh, you cheeky shits!" They're just leaving. And it's like the bit with the um, sorry, yeah, it's like the bit with there's. Um, it was about midway through the season. You see a photo of Ford, and Arnold looks on it, and on the photo is before you know. Uh, so before you know, Bernard is Arnold. There's like a there's sort of a, a black on the on the right hand side. The the the, 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 the Little area on the right hand side. It's like there's there's no one stood there, and it's because obviously our, um, Bernard can't see himself in it. And I think unless you're really picking apart the plot and looking into theories at the time about what is happening, you don't tend to pick up on these things. And really, you know, these things don't click with you at the time. I think going back to watch it again would you'd be like, yeah, picking up on that. I know that, and I know why they're doing that, and I can see this perspective now and. Just knowing the timelines, knowing the twists, and knowing who is a host and who, well, potentially isn't. That's the thing. You're left with so much paranoia. As soon as you learn Bernard as a host, you think, shit, who else is a host? Is everyone a host? You have no idea. You're so convinced uh, Bernard is real. And then your whole reality is basically turned upside down. And I love that sort of paranoia with it all. Fantastic! I I totally agree with you. It's 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 a, it's a good one to go watch again, as I've done mm-hmm. some of it today. Joey, last words? Anything from you? Um, the one thing is, I think we brought up Mark Michael Creighton in the beginning, and obviously he did Jurassic. Um, he did Jurassic Park, mm. and you know the big parallel between these two is basically like just because you know we have the technology and the the ability to do something mind blowing, does that mean we should do it? You know, that's a big question of this whole show. That That's probably been my number one question of this show. Mm. And I thought that, you know, I watched Jurassic Park recently. And I'm like, you know what? They do have a lot of parallels. Like, dinosaurs <laughs> are great. Dinosaurs are awesome. But dinosaurs go wrong. We're fucked. You know what I mean? Dolores <laughs> mentions dinosaurs. Do you know? She makes a reference yeah, to yes. it. Yes. She does? She does make a very clever yeah. reference to Jurassic Park. Yep. Love it. Uh, yeah, and that's what that was my, like, I, that was a big take of mine at the end of it. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? That's, like, mind-blowing now that you think about it. You are aware Michael uh, Creation did direct Westworld as well. As, yes. Yes, as right, Jurassic Park, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not that I've seen the original film, but I presume that would potentially spoil it. Well, he wrote know. Jurassic Park too. I believe he wrote the book, so. Mm. Yes, yes, he did. And then he obviously directed and wrote uh, Westworld, the obviously film. And, I mean, have you, have you guys seen the original Westworld film? No, that's a really good not, point. No. I've not seen it either. No, I know a few people that have, but have you? No, but I, I didn't. I said I didn't want to spoil it for my spoil, spoil a series myself potentially because I mean it is still based around you know how robots malfunctioning and causing havoc in a in a adult themed amusement park. Um, but it might be interesting to go and sort of uh, visit it potentially, and then yeah, we could do that. Before we could do a preview before season two starts in 2018. Yeah. Get, the, get the band back together. This is, the, this is the Westworld <laughs> band now. But anyway, I just want to say a massive thank you to Joey and Mike. Made debut. It's, it's very late at night um, uh, to, to come on the show and do this with us. Uh, I thought it was a really good chat. 
very, very good points from my view. We ended up really going on tangents and stuff. That's exactly what we want to do. I think, with <laughs> Joey, we do that a lot, don't we, with um, Stranger yes. Things and the OA. We did that for both of those. <laughs> so yeah I, yeah, I like to get people thinking. I, I, that's what I try good. to do. And some people are like, I don't feel like listening to it. And then other people are like, oh, yeah, I, I like that idea. We've so. been lucky, though, that there's those three shows like that in the last year, Stranger Things, the OA. Yeah. Westworld have all made you at the end go, hmm, what the hell? There's more to this. Mm-hmm. But uh, Mike, thank you again, mate. Really appreciate that. Pleasure, pleasure and being here. I'm sure we'll get you back on and talk Liverpool on another part. Oh, yes. <laughs> but um, that's the end of the show. Let's uh, get some quick plugs in. Mike, anything to plug, mate? Uh, nothing specific, but uh, if anyone wants to follow me on Twitter, they can do at Mike underscore P underscore Williams, and you'll find various articles and rants on there yes plenty plenty there that i reply to a lot as well <laughs> uh, but okay joey i'm sure you got loads to plug yeah i wrote five articles for the comic pod um wow and i know gags you're probably asking where the fuck are they uh <laughs> Stu and i have an agreement when i write one i give it to him and i let him read it because him and i are big comic book guys uh so you'll be seeing a lot of them um really really soon i'm not gonna ruin what they are uh, but I will say one is uh, I did write one on Legion, which is out now, and I did X-23, which is also out, um, obviously tying in with the Logan, the Wolverine movie. Okay, great. I'll um, I'll go and check the geek section out. They'll probably be there somewhere. Okay, thank you again, guys. That, my friends, uh, was the On The Box podcast. These violent delights have violent ends. See you next time. in three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss that's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.